This is a PowerPoint presentation I gave a few months ago in Johannesburg. Every We started a new BBT division, BBT Africa, and for the last two years we've been having a an annual all-Africa all BBT conference inviting leaders from all over the, the continent for uh, presentations and discussions about BBT. So among the presentations, this was mine. Our divisional manager, Govardhan Prabhu, asked me to give a, to place things in context by giving an update of what's going on with the BBT, uh, what trends are going on, what challenges we face, what sort of things are, are happening to give some context to stuff. So that's this presentation. And I'm running it by you a little fast because it took a, took too long in, in, in Africa. That's a sort of a summary. So you'll miss some of the good jokes and things like that. My apologies. <laughs> okay. This is there because I like the colors. This is Bhakti Narasimhamaj from South Africa. And the slide's there to get everyone fired up. You know what 50-50 is, right? Yeah? Srila Prabhupada, when he founded the BBT, directed that 50% of the proceeds should go for publishing books and 50% should go for constructing and renovating temples. So that's the... 50-50 principle. With the 50 for construction, or with money for construction, um, Bombay, our Juhu temple was constructed, Vrindavan, Mayapur, and the other 50 books. The books are... More important, Prabhupada said, if we have some money, then we can do construction. But first thing is books. These are our divisions. BBT is uh, constituted in that way, that there's a uh, North American, North European, so many uh, divisions for different parts of the world. Africa being the, the newest division. Book distribution is up. Yay! <laughs> and distribution in North, Northern California is especially up. <laughs> Sutapa in England. Oops. Let's get the right buttons. There we go distributing books to some important people. It in looks to me like it's in India, actually. <laughs> Excuse me? Maybe it's Bombay, but I can't say for sure. Yeah, it's a central car, right? Uh, He's wearing a sweater. 
Maybe it's Delhi then, huh? <laughs> Programs pioneered here in ISV. Srila Prabhupada said we should publish as many books in as many languages of the world. In 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 Africa there are about three thousand languages. The the Bible is published in about eight hundred major languages. So it gives us something to shoot for. Excuse me? Um Arabic. Yeah, the number one language is is Arab is Arabic. About half the continent speaks Arabic, I think. Yeah, Arabic is very prominent. English is prominent. French. Um, then Swahili, Zulu. There are many, um, many, many different parts of, of Africa. New book from the BBT. You've got that here now in America? The, the Darwin book? We haven't taken delivery yet because uh, I really just heard about it. Okay. Yeah, this is a book put together by a devotee in Denmark who became friendly with people in the intelligent design community. And the book consists of contributions from very leading people. Um, William Dembski, Michael Behe, these are leaders in the intelligent design movement. They're also very committed Christians. Uh, but knowing that this was a book published by, to be published by Krishna devotees, they still contributed, which is in itself significant. It has a chapter by Drudakarma Prabhu, it has chapters um, by... Um, other devote, devotees. Well, this uh, Leif Jensen. What's his spiritual name? I was just with him, and my and it's escaping me. Anyway, he's Leif Jensen is an initiated devotee, whose name will come back to me later. What is that? I just I just from who won this book today. I have one left. Oh, you have one left. Okay. So one more book is is available here. That's that's the. It just got snapped up. Hare Krishna. Yeah, I just mentioned that um, I distribute twenty five of these books. I specially ordered for to distribute while the schools in Sunnyvale, and one book left. And I just found who wants to get one. I get some. <laughs> it's already signed up. Srila Prabhupada very much wanted to challenge uh, prevailing materialistic scientific ideas. So this book um, is published with that in mind. And BBT made a decision, actually, just at our latest meeting, that we're not going to mark the book up. We're going to keep it very affordable. Um, 
And it, it sh- should be quite a good book for students or for anyone with a scientific mindset. Something else that happened this year, we came out with the new Bhaktivedanta Veda base. Do you all have that, the, the update? Yeah, okay, good. New books in there, new new letters. Any prominent new additions to this? Excuse me? Any, any, because most of the devotees have 2003 version, so any prominent additions as for us? Yeah, the... Uh, Quite a, c- a collection of new letters from Srila Prabhupada. Uh, that's the one thing that comes to mind. I believe there may be more um, classes or conversations, but I'm not sure. I believe there there may be. I think there are. But definitely there's a whole batch of new letters there, some of them quite interesting. Thank you. Um, and in the front of the database, in the, in the update you can see up front, it'll tell you, here's the new stuff that's that's been added. Um, a lot of... Mistakes have been corrected also. That's part of it. It's the same software, but the um, but new content. And some things that were, were also gotten rid of. Um, the Dutch Bhagavad Gita that you kept getting hits for um, has been deleted. So-called um, original editions of Srimad Bhagavatam, which in fact were identical with the previous edition. <laughs> There was no nothing different about them at all, so that's been cut. Um, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. We're also looking to update the software, but that's another story. You can talk to me later. BTGs are an important part of Prabhupada's mission. Prabhupada uh, said the BTG was the beginning of his spiritual life. So we're publishing and. Quite a number of Indian languages, actually. Gujarati, Hindi, Marathi, Telugu, Bengali, English. Maybe maybe something else. I've, those are the main ones that come to mind. Something that's happening in a big way in the world, e-books, changing the face of, of publishing. The um, And B, B, BBT is publishing books, e-books, some of them are up on Amazon and other places, um, but there's a lot to do to figure out uh, what our publishing strategy should be for e-books. A big question is, how do you distribute an e-book on Sankirtan? <laughs> Very serious question, we're, we're, we're interested. Any ideas? We're working more closely these days with the GBC on various issues, um, how to increase book distribution, how to properly allot funds for construction, how to train temples to pay their debts, uh, to pay for the books that they've purchased, and other such things. This is where our construction money is going these days, uh, to the construction in Mayapur, which was a major desire of Srila Prabhupada. These are old pictures now. So lots happened since then. <laughs> Srila Prabhupada said, I never, I never thought small.
Here's some of the challenges that the BBT faces. This is the main one. Book distribution is pretty slow in, in most of the world by comparison to what it should be. India being an exception, it's huge in, in India. But in most parts of the world, it's, it's going, but it's not going as it should be. Partly this is, or largely, this is due to Srila Prabhupada's uh, departure. When he was present, he was, as he said, whipping us to distribute books. And after his departure, he's no longer present to do that. And there've been, there's been a lot of turmoil, of course. It always happens when the Acharya leaves. So um, that has had a great impact on book distribution. That's turmoil. That's also turmoil. <laughs> this is another cause for, for uh, book distribution diminishing. People get involved in other things. <laughs> There's a happy couple that's probably not spending full-time on book distribution. Could be. Maybe I'm wrong. There's the cycle. Less book distribution means fewer people come, means fewer people become devotees, means there's less distribution, and round it goes. A sort of loss of focus, where ISKCON gets involved in um, ISKCON and individual devotees get involved in this and that and so many things and the book distribution sort of just becomes one more program and maybe not such an important program. Whereas when Prabhupada is present, it was right in the center of everything. So uh, it's what we call a loss of focus. When there's less book distribution, the BBT has less money to work with. That affects... Uh, print runs, that affects all sorts of things that we want to do. There's a basic uh, fact of publishing. The bigger your print run, the lower your prices. The smaller your print run, the higher your prices. So, uh, less distribution means higher prices. And therefore, for that and many other reasons, our top priority is to increase book distribution. And that does everything at once. It brings your prices down, it increases your preaching, it brings devotees, it helps us build Mayapur. So many things are accomplished at once just by increasing book distribution. That's the principle. Books change lives. Another issue for the BBT is succession planning, moving from the present generation of leaders who are mostly now in their late, very late 50s or in their 60s. Uh, we're not going to be here forever. So... That means new people have to take over, new people have to um, know the ins and outs of the BBT and take responsibility for the BBT's work. 
And it's always, actually we should have been doing much better succession planning, but there should be people in place right now who should be practically doing everything. And in most of our BBT divisions, that's not the case. So we have catching up to do. Yay! I say younger people, um, Manu Prabhu, who's our sort of poster boy, uh, second generation uh, youth, who's uh, second from the left, he's 40. So we're open for younger participation. Alexander the Great was in charge of most of the known world at the age of 22. And not because someone put him in charge, but because he took charge. That's another model for BBT succession. If you like, you can storm the gates. Strategic planning is another issue for the BBT. It's something that we don't do enough of and need to do more of so that we're not just doing things, but that we know where we're going and we have plans to get there. This is a, an issue for the BBT. You know, they changed the books. Is everything all right? What are they doing? They've uh, turned everything upside down. So uh, you've heard that stuff. You've been exposed to that. Uh, anyway, there's a contingent of people who think that we've ruined everything. So um, we'll come to another slide where these questions are answered. This is a project that is important for the BBT, the BBT Digital Repository. It, we have all of our stuff is in various places in various forms. So we have, um, well, we have audio, which is in, some of it's in MP3 files, and some of it's in uh, DAT tapes, and some of it's in this, and some of it's in that. We have slides, some of which are still physical slides, some of which are digitized. We have manuscripts, which are mostly on paper, although some of them are uh, TIFF files or PDF files. We have the books themselves, which are in various stages. When you want to find the latest version of the book, is it the one that they published in Bombay last year? Is it the one they published in Los Angeles two years ago? Is it the one they published in Northern Europe three years ago? Which is the latest version? Um, and what form is a book in when you want it? Do they have, um, is it is an InDesign file? Is it a uh, BBT editor file? Is it a, do you have to pull it out of the database and then proofread it and change the format? Uh, is it something else? So is it still in an old typesetting program from, from 12 years ago? Worst case, is it still negatives and that's all you have? Um, so we, things are like that. Um, when we want to do an ebook, it would be great just to have the latest up-to-date version in an XML file and just be able to basically pour it in. Uh, but instead they find themselves going back to the database and then transforming whatever that is to a new format and proofreading it again and so on. So our goal is to have all of this data in one 
repository where the everything will be, all the text will be XML, where the um, images and sound will all be digitized and it will all be accessible uh, with fine-grained permissions so that the right people can, can get it and the wrong people can't. The, uh, with version control and uh, an, an audit trail of who, ch who made what revision on what date and why and what authority, all of that sort of information so, um, so that it's available, so that it's preserved, so that it's in the latest, um, it's in a current format, readable by, by modern machinery and, and not by something that uh, you could maybe uh, rebuild. Um, all of that needs to be there and then uh, accessible from all parts of the world. We'd also like to build new database applications on top of that, both for the web and for um, standalone desktop use. So that's a, a big project. It's been started. Um, it's somewhat stalled. Um, it does involve, uh, for those who know uh, DBase or, or Fedora repositories, that's where we're our starting point. And anybody who'd like to get involved can, is welcome to talk with me. Coming back to ebooks. Big question ebooks. How are we going what are we going to do with ebooks? There's piracy issues, of course, as soon as something's digital, it's highly copyable and the, and the culture lends itself these days toward uh, sharing. So, um, do we want to fight that or, or, or change our strategy? And, um, and then again, how do you distribute them? All sorts of strategic questions surrounding ebooks. Making them is the easiest part that's going on. We have our Sanskrit school in Govardhan training devotees not only in, in Sanskrit with, the, with a view toward becoming translators and editors, but also um, giving them a strong um, foundation in Krishna consciousness so that we don't wind up with guys who are just scholars and uh, forget about being devotees. Strong scholarship and strong devotional service. Gopi Pranadana Prabhu as our, our leader, our translator of Brihad Bhagavatamrita. We're doing an annual art seminar in Vrindavan for uh, students and prospective PBT artists run by Ramdas Ram and Driti, who are um, some of our best PBT artists. This is Govardhan Prabhu, who's in charge of PBT Africa. Very capable person. I, I won't run him. I won't give you the, all this, the whole story, but he's very capable, and we're very happy to be working with him. This is where we answer all the questions about uh, editorial issues with our books. Why did they change this? Why did they change that? Did they have the authority? Is there a plot? Is there a conspiracy? Uh, all of these things are answered uh, quite extensively at bbtedit.com. Yay!
and in the corner he's he's uh, preaching to an African gentleman. So we've uh, I've invited him, please, to come to Africa and inspire us there, and then come back. <laughs> Africa is so large that you can fit North America and Europe within it. It's got a billion people. It's just crossed a billion. It's got about 50 countries. They just added a new one a couple of weeks ago. Um, it has lots of challenges, um, economic challenges, political challenges, cultural challenges. Um, and it's also got lots of opportunities. People are very um, nice, a um, lot of interest, a lot of receptivity. Um, very good uh, place to do things. Anybody who's looking for, you know, a country to have, you know, you need your if, yeah, a new preaching field. You know, having uh, sharing a, a city with, with thirty other devotees is sort of cramps your style. So um, come to Africa and pick a country. <laughs> Did anyone claim that new one yet? <laughs> no, nope, that one's open. We're active in about 15 countries in Africa. So there's about 35 left. Especially in North Africa, there's lots of opportunity. Algeria, Libya, uh, the, the Arab countries. Prabhupada said that anyone who distributes um, books to the Arabs, um, he said, I'll take the dust of uh, his feet on, on my head. Probably, and I, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, forward motion once we get books really going out in, in Arabic. I visited Cairo just very briefly um, a month or so back and found people very friendly and very open sort of atmosphere compared to some other countries. So I think we'll have um, good things will happen. We just sort of have to do things and then Krishna helps and more happens. Our Yadunanda Maharaj, who's sitting playing the Murdunga, took a an expedition to Capo Verde, which is up in the, well, Capo Verde is up um, just left, just west of Mauritania there on the northwest uh, corner. Um, and they, he speaks Spanish and they speak Portuguese. And they're close enough, so he speaks Portuguese <laughs> also. And the uh, first time devotees went there and chanted Hare Krishna and distributed books. And the other country is Angola. That's the other Portuguese-speaking country in, in Africa. Is that a uh, little boy, I guess it's a boy in the front holding a book? Yeah. A BBT book? I think so. I think so. It looks like one of our books because they brought. That was the first thing they did was make arrangements to get a whole, you know, batch of, of Portuguese books to bring with them. They arranged with Spanish PPT. I think this is their their method: sit down, chant Hare Krishna, show the books. The more you show, the more you sell. <laughs> Hold some meetings, and uh, I think they're there about a month. He'll go back. A good start. This is Kenya, our uh, temple president to Umapati Prabhu. Um, very uh, well-developed 
in the Indian side. A, a cultural issue in, in Africa is that a lot of our preaching has been to the Indian people who constitute anywhere from half a percent to five percent of the population, which means we're missing most of the action. That's always nice because the Indian people are so nice and they, they feed you nicely and they give you money and all of that. They become devotees, they're pious, um, and they help you forget about your main mission. <laughs> so BBT is trying to be on the leading edge of pushing, um, preaching to the African people, which is what Srila Prabhupada actually emphatically said he wanted us to do in Africa. Botswana, north of South Africa and the southern part of Africa. Devotees there building a nice temple. Again, mostly uh, geared toward the Indian community, but nicely. Bhakti Tirtha Maharaj. He did great work in, in South Africa and especially in West Africa. In West Africa, in contrast to East Africa, our devotees are almost all Africans. Our leaders are all Africans. There's a few Indian people who come and who help and give support, but it's really an African show there. And that's due to the efforts of His Holiness Bhaktivedanta Maharaj. This is Bhakti Vasudev Maharaj from uh, Nigeria, one of our leading preachers there. Does a lot of preaching to uh, schools and colleges and academics. Dear Damodar Maharaj, also from Nigeria. He's more of a sadhu, very uh, nice devotee and preacher. This is our center in Mauritius, island off the east. Also part of Africa, Kurunath Prabhu Ki Jai. A lot of book distribution in Mauritius. Lots and lots. And one of the things they do is they go around, they have a Sankirtan, uh, like a Ratiyatra every, every week. Go to different, different neighborhoods and distribute prasadam and do kirtan and distribute books. This is our temple in Durban, South Africa, flagship temple there. Beautiful temple and well-known all over the, the country. They have a, a three-day Ratha Yatra in, in Durban every year, which is a huge event. Soweto is what they call a township. Township means where the black people had to live during apartheid and now where most of them still live. Soweto is the largest such township, and we have a permanent presence in Soweto. His Holiness Kadambakana Maharaj is spearheading the African preaching efforts in South Africa, and he's just brought in some money for getting a new place there in, in Soweto. We have a devotee, Mahaprabhu, an African devotee, who's dedicated person, done uh, many years of preaching there and getting good results. And there's a Soweto Ratayatra, which f for the first year, Kadamakana Namaraj organized, and the second year, the local guys 
did the work. BTG is a, a big thing in, in South Africa. It's distributed on a sort of donorship program. People uh, sign up and they, there's, they give a, uh, a monthly contribution by a debit order from their bank and they receive uh, BTG in reciprocation. They have about, um, I'm not sure, the, the number of subscribers there. I'd have to uh, have to check it out, but they they distribute about uh, they're the largest single or single customer for the English language back to Godhead. They distribute more than half of them, I think, through this program. I'm not sure. That's where I'm stuck. The numbers and. Um, as at least it's at least four thousand or five thousand. They sign people up as basically sponsors for the temple. People give a contribution. They decide how much they want to give a month. It's automatically debited from their um, bank account. They can cancel the the debit order whenever they want. They can increase the amount whenever they want. And there's little encouragement every year for them to do that. And um, they receive the magazine and whatever else we. We can send them, and, uh, and it pays for about half the expenses of of our Durban temples. So it's quite a substantial program, and one of our priorities in in uh, this year is to increase the the BTG distribution there. A very successful program helps also to have some African content in our in our sites is to eventually publish it in. And uh, printed in South Africa, that'll help our finance financial picture. Benefits of BTG. Then these are the plans that we've chalked out for for this coming year. We want to boost English distribution. Nigeria is a problem. Just importing books into Nigeria, taxes and customs and and the Nigerian temples don't have money, and it's just been a real difficulty. And I promised them last year that we would get books somehow or other. They haven't had books for years in any significant quantity. I promised them we'd get books. I failed. So this year, we are absolutely going to get them uh, books. Probably we'll print them there. Um, we might print someplace else and import them. Um, whatever works out, but probably we'll print them there. They're they're you know, they're presses. There's every everything is there. The Nigerian that's part of the of the problem. The Nigerian in infrastructure is is a wreck. Um, the various governments have uh, raked it over, and uh, the whole country is like one big Nigerian scam. It's it's really quite something. Um, if you want entertainment, you, you don't have to pay any money. You can just drive on the roads. And that's, in, that's a thrill ride in itself. Um, there's all sorts of problems in Nigeria. But um, people are receptive. We have uh, big temples. We have our uh, a place called Port-A-Court. We've got a um, you know, big hall, uh, as big as Los Angeles, easily. And um, ashram space and uh, 
agricultural land and a gurukul and a goshala and quite a big establishment. And that's one of about five or seven temples in uh, Nigeria. So it's quite a developed uh, place. Lots of devotees, lots of potential. They just need books. So um, that is uh, in our very highest priority category uh, at the moment is getting books into Nigeria. So English is fine. Hmm? It's a good market for e-books. Then. E-books? Um, Nigeria? Yeah, there's a certain uh, class of people who definitely spend a lot of time online uh, in Nigeria. <laughs> and, um, and they're very wealthy. So uh, for most of these countries, e-books is not such a big thing. Um, even South Africa, which is the most developed country, is just starting to see e-books. Whereas, like this past year, e-books just became like surpassing print books practically at, at Amazon.com. In Africa, they're just starting to come in. So we have a little uh, time before we have to be on top of things. And the economics are such also that uh, most people are not going to have e-book readers. It'll be a sort of a select market, but an important one. French is something we need to help with there. Uh, Congo and, and uh, many, quite a number of French countries are there. The various European and Western countries have long had an interest in uh, Africa because of its resources. And um, they've been busy dividing it up and uh, sucking resources out of it. And that goes on until uh, the present day. Anyway, what the French formerly, previously was formal colonies, now it's done uh, with more finesse through economic mean, means. But there's a very large, there are millions of people in, in Africa whose main language is French, so we need to facilitate that. It's not strictly our business, it's the North European BBT, French, but we work together. Um, putting our toe in, into Egypt, I, I, I did put my toe in there, and I think we need to put a few more toes in there. Very good field. Make a, a production center, that we did. We, we acquired a very nice house um, with uh, gardens and uh, many rooms and, and so on. And uh, South Africa is such a place that it costs us about as much as you'd pay for a tool shed in, in North America, or in Silicon Valley, certainly. Uh, so we have a nice center there for our translators and staff. That I mentioned. And local language books. Uh, at our first conference, we said that we were going to put a priority on local language books, books in, in African languages. Um, Nelson Mandela said that if you speak to a man in uh, a language he understands, then you can capture his mind. And if you speak to a man in his language, then you can capture his heart. So uh, we've begun publishing, let's see, This is uh, Beyond Birth and Death in Zulu language. Hariba! 
I asked Maharaj for some Zulu books, but he said he only has one. Yeah, I only have one with me, but we can we can send some over. Um, that was just launched at the Durban Ratiyatra. 10,000 copies, and it's going. They were getting a good response. And our next language is Koso language, which is... Um, one of another one of the eleven official languages in South Africa with millions of speakers. So we are starting to to do that. Swahili is another big language which we're working on, and uh, other languages are. There's an old language called uh, uh, Luganda, Luganda, yeah, Luganda, which we're working on, which is in Uganda. Um, Bhagavad Gita manuscript is there, uh, so. All of these books are working on on the 800 main languages. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's that's the Kosa book, by the way. It's it's the same as as the the Zulu book, but we needed a different color so that people reaching into their book bags would, would know which book they have. Uh, we have a, a very good designer, an African uh, fellow, and he uh, wow designed these books in uh, about three days. It's also the uh, it's the only BBT book with a uh, changing bodies picture of a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the. The man is Afri- African American for the changing. Yeah, we the, we had a uh, we had a um, a design, a first design that that was sort of used existing BBT art, and I said no. You know, a, a white guy changing bodies is a, is a non-starter. <laughs> so um, that was a message, in fact, that we'd gotten at, at our BBT conference that the design of the books should be. Um, African and reflect um, you know African culture that um, this is very African (laughs) the colors that that tree is a very famous African tree so um, in fact Jai Keisha when he saw the book he said this is so African (laughs) so um, I think we're very happy with our our designer and what he can do. And uh, can you show the uh, the book bundles that they're? D- oh yeah. This is another uh, program that is we're really happy team with. Here to watch this. This is not in our um, in my presentation because there was a, a separate presentation. We have a householder couple who came forward and. Um, said to us, well, we've, we've started distributing books to libraries here in Johannesburg, and uh, could we talk to you about it? So they brought a little um, folder, a little, um, what do you call that? Just a little folder, you know, a little presentation folder. Yeah, just a, a paper, you know, a few papers put together showing us um, what their ideas were. And it was so together, it was like an MBA presentation. It was, it was really good, you know, this many institutions and this many books and this kind of financing and this kind of delivery and this kind of communications. Everything uh, worked out. 
So, um, and it was all just them. They just got the whole thing together. And um, we're uh, now working with them. We want to roll that program out throughout South Africa and then beyond also to other countries of distributing books to libraries and institutions. This is the kind of package that we're that they give to libraries. City of Johannesburg. There we are uh, with our librarian. And they very much appreciate getting books for their libraries. Of course, their their uh, book acquisition budget is basically nothing. So we get those those books sponsored and get them into the libraries. Okay. Yeah. Mm hmm. It's not specifically an African question, but. Um, Speaking about Shastradan, Vaishasika has inspired me, and I'm starting to work on something that I, I want to get your thoughts on, is um, sending books or BTG subscriptions, uh, gift subscriptions to, you know, to, to celebrities, to VIPs, to cultural movers and shakers, intellectuals. Uh, when I was in college, somehow I, I got gratis some, I think it was the Seventh-day Adventist group or something, started sending me a, a magazine about separation of church and state it was it was interesting they seventh took a, day adventists they took us but they took a secular they, they yeah. were in favor of secularism not in favor of the yeah i know the magazine church. yeah and I, they, nobody sent me a letter explaining why i was getting it or you know all of a sudden i was just subscribe got a subscription but i was thinking that you know there are a lot of people that we could just send a subscription along with a letter and just a introduction and uh would like your thoughts and kind of thing and and um we were thinking about it for the Bhaktivinoda Thakur Marathon because, you know, Bhaktivinoda Thakur had been corresponding with Emerson and sending books mm -hmm. to colleges and things like that. Well, why don't I divide it into two, books and magazines. For books, Prabhupada talked about such a scheme, but a little differently. He suggested that we get lists of leading people and send them a book with a, a cover letter saying something, here's the book and here's why it's a good book. And if you'd like to keep this book, then give such and such contribution. Um, that was his his approach to it. The, the letter should be there in the database and um, should be able to find that. Uh, that was his idea of, of how to do it. Not just that we send books, you know, uh, as as donations, but that we ask people uh, to contribute for them. The for the magazines. Um, That is one way to distribute magazines. The, the usual way that a publisher will try to increase the circulation is by sending a, a promotional package about the magazine. Because no one magazine can represent faithfully what, the magaz what a magazine is about, because every month it'll be different, or every two months, or every week, or whatever your frequency is. Um, so, the um, rather than send a sample or give give someone a sample, a publisher usually sends a package which 
tries to give the vision of the magazine. What, why is this magazine? Why does it exist? Why is it important for you? What benefits will you get from it? Um, why you should read it? And what the good deal is by which you can get it at, you know, ridiculously low prices considering how much it usually costs. Uh, that's the usual way of, of promoting um, a magazine. And BTG has been, what's the word? Anyway, it hasn't been on, it has had negligible efforts in that direction, and therefore its circulation is also negligible. Um, so there's a need of, of a coordinated, proper circulation effort, because free distribution uh, has, okay, a benefit that's, that you'll reach some people, but um, number one, it, it taxes your resources. You, you, you run out of money sooner or later. And number two, it's, um, it doesn't really put you in a strong relationship with your readers. When I get a magazine free, I may read it, I may not read it. Um, if you keep sending it to me, okay. If you don't stop sending it to me, that's okay. Um, whereas when you have paid circulation, um, then you, it forces you to make strong editorial content. Because if your editorial content is weak, your subscribers will punish you. Um, and when your editorial is strong, then they'll reward you. Um, so it, what you really want to do is be in relationship with your readers, know what, what concerns them, know what speaks to them, know how to get them excited um, with the aim of making a magazine that they look forward to and that they miss if they don't get it, that they get apprehensive about, that they're lo looking forward to, when is it coming, that they talk about, that they talk from. Uh, that's the sort of magazine you want, and you want to promote it to people who are beyond your immediate, easy-to-reach um, subscribers. You want to go outside that edge to new people who you believe should be interested, but who aren't yet your subscribers. So that means um, targeting groups of people that you think will be interested, testing and seeing who come, you know, what what yields a response and, and what doesn't, um, trying different approaches, different ways. Of course, now with email there and the web, there are other opportunities. Um, I would go that way rather than, than free distribution. Uh, what I was talking about was, I mean, assuming you already have a magazine with a strong editorial content and a good relationship with the circulation, we're talking about specifically like sometimes a politician like Nelson Mandela will show up or the Queen of England or something will show up somewhere and someone will give them a complimentary copy. Or sure. like I had, a, I, I had an experience where I met Bob Dylan in an airport, and uh, I was trying to get him to pay for a book instead of just saying, oh, I admire you, please take this book, which is what I should have done. Mm -hmm. And um, I was thinking for, for certain movers and shakers and you know, just the targeted VIPs who we want to get a message to, uh, whether free distribution, to, they're always getting free everything. You know, they, they're used they to it. Go to a <laughs> they believe they're entitled. Well, there's a reason people give them, you know, if someone's, yeah. if someone's wearing the, their, their Gucci watch or something like that, all of a sudden Lindsay Lohan is wearing that watch and everybody else wants to buy it. So they, they're going to give it to her free. It's like advertising. Mm. So you can use your judgment. Um, I guess you'd start by looking up that letter from Prabhupada and then uh, think about it and just discuss it and see where you want to go. Um, 
certainly it would be good to have PTG in the hands of various, um, as you say, movers and shakers. But I think the more fundamental need is 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 to get it's it's fairly anemic circulation built up, uh, which could be a, a, a full time engagement for more than one person. Yes. Thanks for the presentation, Maharaj. Uh, my question is: Sometimes people say that uh, uh, maybe uh, f uh, book distribution, like if people get the books, sometimes they may not read. Like many people who get the books, but maybe we should do more food distribution because you're uh, you're sure that whatever you produce gets consumed in a in a proper way. So, how do you emphasize book distribution to people who argue? If you think that just by touching prasadam people benefit. Prabhupada said the same thing about the book. If they just touch it, they benefit. Huh? So immediately if you think, well, they're touching prasadam, so they're touching the book, so we're immediately on par. But beyond that, uh, Prabhupada considered books far more important. The books are giving people the understanding of what, what Krishna consciousness is. Uh, that was his focus. Um, dis prasadam distribution, yes. But prasadam distribution, Prabhupada said, should be when they come to our temples. At the temple there should always be prasadam. Any day, time of the day people come, they should get prasadam. Prasadam should be overflowing. There should always be prasadam. When we go for preaching, sankirtan, there should be prasadam. But as far as going to the poor areas and going to the uh, keeping kids in school and all of that, this is all a concoction that Prabhupada had nothing to do with. Um, nothing at all to, to, to do with it all. Uh, Prabhupada's program was, when you come to the temple, there's kirtan, there's pravachan, there's darshan, and there's prasadam. So that should always be there. But for preaching, going out and bringing people to Krishna consciousness, um, books are, are what Prabhupada emphasized beyond everything. If you like, when you give them a book, you can give them some prasadam also. Or the um, people who don't take a book, still you can give them some prasadam. But the target is prasadam. And, um, uh, sorry, the target is, is the book. And um, maybe for people who don't, haven't been trained in book distribution or don't have confidence in book distribution, they may say, well, prasadam, uh, because it's easy. But um, the real thing that Prabhupada, Prabhupada wanted was um, distribution of books. That's he said. These book scores are keeping me alive. Uh, he, when he wasn't getting any mail, didn't want to hear it. He was hearing the book scores. He was so interested, and he was dedicating so much time to these books. Uh, he probably said, if they even read one one page or one line, their whole life can change. Hmm. So Prabhupada emphasized book distribution beyond anything. Prasadam distribution also. He was in, he wanted to see prasadam distribution. That was, uh, yes, one, in Africa, Prabhupada emphasized uh, kirtan and prasadam. He said those should be our main programs and some books. Now Africa's changed. In Prabhupada's time, you know, people were not very educated and people were, but now you, you go to the universities, they're full of intelligent young African people. So now we're, we're changing our program, prasadam distribution, kirtan, and books. Books are very important. And what to speak of a place where, you know, the literacy is near, 
you know, in the 90% and so on. Books, 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 books. If you ever get money, yes. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Like if you told in the presentation, like e-books, and uh, like when we go out on Sankirtan, like people are will say, we, we, we read it online. We don't need these hardbound books and paper waste, go green. So how to explain them, Maharaj, like, like physical book is more important than e-book or which is the more priority, our importance. Of course, I tend to think that people are saying that as an excuse. It's not that if they don't take the physical book, it's because they're going to go online after you leave and, and immediately grab a Bhagavad Gita. Um, it's really another way of saying I gave it the office um, and, um, or I already have it at home or whatever. So you have to see what's a good... Uh, way to to say that, um, or a good way to to overcome that objection. If they actually want e-books, they are available online. We do have our books on Amazon and so on. But Vaisheshika um, Prabhu, what do you tell a person if he says that? You know, well, I, I, I only want e-books. I haven't heard that one so much, mm. uh, but. Uh, <coughs> In our discussion, we were brainstorming how to make them available. I think that the best way to answer any of these questions is to to be ready. For instance, if for many years in the airport, I I would, um, in, people would say I only have a credit card. Hmm. You know, I say, oh, okay. And then after a while, I just started saying, okay, we take credit cards because that would induce them to give cash. They go, oh no, I do have a little cash. <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then we actually did, because some people would hand their credit card over, we started taking credit cards. My point is that if we fill all the little gaps and Mm. we figure out how to actually supply what people really are asking for rather than dancing around and saying, no, no, you want this, you you don't want that, Mm. uh, which is what marketing is supposed to be. You're supposed to figure out what people want and then give it to them. And then, then uh, what can they say? Then you know for sure whether it's an excuse or, excuse or they really <laughs> want say, it. Here's the ebook. You just plug it in right here and take it. And then maybe they mm-hmm. will. And I'm sure some people will. Now the newer ebook readers are starting to come with um, spaces for for, for uh, SD chips. Um, so, but generally, as far as I've seen, they don't have methods for copying from the SD chip to their main memory. Um, Maybe SD chips will become cheap enough so that we can say, here, you know, boom. You know, what have you got, a Sony reader, a, a Nook, a, you know, they give them the right chip and, and they're done. For, for Indian community, I found out more like the last sloka, which like uh, wherever Krishna Arjuna is there, Yatra Yogeshwar, so then they know, okay, then I'll take it. So, <laughs> But for like you know, yeah, Western, other people, other people like as Prabhuji told, we need to find out other. Uh, Thank you. Hare Krishna. We're we're interested in in you know how are we going to distribute e-books? Do you give them a uh, you know a, a, a password and 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 okay, go to this site now and it's yours? Do you do you put it on a chip? Do you uh, walk around with a netbook and uh, ready to load up their their reader if if they're walking around with it? Um, you know what? What is the way that we that we make e-books available? 
It's, it's, it's an interesting, as I said, it's a challenge. And, and anybody who's got good ideas about ebook distribution? BBT Cloud. Yeah, sure. Bro, one thing I was, uh, Maharaj, one thing I was thinking is uh, um, basically just ha- have people buy like a coupon code, like they give $5 or $10, and they get like a coupon code, and they enter it into the ebook reader, and they can download the book then yeah, for free. A, a coupon approach. Here's, here's your number, here's your coupon, yeah. and uh, just go there, and it's yours. That's possible. Hare Krishna. Maharaj, these days smartphones are very uh, widely used. Mm-hmm. And you can download, for instance, the Android market, several applications. The, there's an app for the iPhone yes. um, already there. The Veda base. There's a, a, a kind of Veda base. It's not as searchable as, as the desktop so, database. So we can also download uh, and buy the books from the Android market. The developer of the iPhone app is hard at work on porting it to Android. That's his, his current project. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Maharaj, uh, could you tell about the importance of distributing pamphlets and what Prabhupada said about pamphlets? Yeah, um, that's my other presentation. Um, for Africa, we're very much interested in pamphlet distribution. And so at, at the previous contra- conference, the first year, we, um, I included that in my presentation. So I'll get back to that because that's where I've got my quotes stored. Mm-hmm. While you're looking for that, I had a proposal on that is that we could form a, uh, a committee here to, well, committee, a team to research how to distribute e-books. That would be great. I think Trisham should be in charge. Would you be willing to take that service? Okay, so Trisham starts our new team for researching uh, best means to distribute e-books in public. Okay? There, there's an ebook team at the BBT which is mostly involved with production but also concerned about um, distribution. If you could be in touch with me about that. Who, Srisham, who's Srisham? Srisham, Srisham. 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 Okay, Srisham. Instead of re, it's tree. Okay, Trisha. So we can be in touch about that. And I'm, I'm really interested to know what you'll come out with. Uh, yeah. This part of, for Africa, we consider pamphlets very important because of people's economic level. There's a lot of people that you can't reach with more expensive literature. But pamphlets give people, and also a lot of people don't have, you know, heavy reading stamina. You give them a big book and it's you know, like a brick. Um, but people could easily go through a short pamphlet. Also, they're easy, they're easy to translate. You don't have to wait for a year before da, da, da. you can just pump them out quickly, and you can make your mistakes in the pamphlets and and correct them so that by the time you reach books, you know what you're doing. Srila Prabhupada himself was enthusiastic about 
about pamphlets and tracts. On the right you see an early uh, ISKCON uh, pamphlet. One of my first engagements, in fact, was stapling uh, not this one, but a little later rendition of, of such pamphlets. On Sankirtan, we used to distribute thousands and thousands and millions of uh, pamphlets, little on-chanting Hare Krishna pamphlets, which give people, you know, a quick introduction to uh, what we are. I can't hear you. Nirkula's on the right, Manmohini's on the left. Mm-hmm. How about that? They're, they're, they're quick, they're easy, they're easy to distribute. People can give you a contribution or not a contribution. It's easy entry level for you know people who are getting started in distribution will just hand out some pamphlets and ask for a donation. You sort of can't lose. And you can distribute large, 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 large numbers because they don't cost very much. The line of our propaganda work should be to produce sufficient number of pamphlets even at the cost of possibly suspending our construction work. Haribo! Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarashati Thakur. And Srila Prabhupada said, I'm especially pleased by your proposal of producing many small leaflets and pamphlets to distribute widely to the public. Okay, that's that's my slides on that, on that subject. Um, a very... Um, good place, to, you know, something where a lot can be done. Pamphlets, 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 and pamphlets. Flood the, the world. That's, you know, for free distribution, that's really a good, a good item. And then if you have a feedback item in your pamphlet, you know, here's a pamphlet, and if you're interested in more information, and then you're starting a chain, you're, you're selecting out the people who are responsive to your message, and you've got a whole program for getting back to them. Uh, we do too much of one-way distribution. You know, we we give you give it to you, and then it's all the rest is all up to you. But if you've got um, your website address and you've got some place to come, or you've got yeah, the web is the easiest e- email on the web these days, and Facebook. Uh, you've got ways for people to to come back to you, and then you've got a whole follow-up program for them. Then you're really in business. Yes. Also, I have seen in uh, Palo Alto and many places where newsstands are there, you know, the Paramahansa Yohanan Society, mm-hmm. they put their uh, pamphlets, very small, just like our Reservoir of Krishna Pleasure, mm. that book and similar, very large quantity, it is free. Mm. And passes by, they really, free books and free newspaper, they take it, some of which is not, you know, cost anything for them. So. Yeah, you can think of all sorts of venues where your pamphlets can be uh, available and your your message message can get out. It's really a great way for broad broad coverage because your costs are low. Your if, if you want to put it in a store or this or that, it's not occupying a lot of space. Um, it's no loss for anyone. It's not a big commitment to take one. Uh, it's not a big commitment to read one. You know you can. You know, what are these people saying anyway? You can ke- keep them on you all the time and give them out. You can give them out with a book. You can give them out for people who don't take books. Well, here, take a pamphlet. Um, great. Pamphlets are fantastic. There should always be pamphlets available.
and you can also you can you can whip them out fast when something happens like uh, you know when they legalize gay marriage and uh, you know it's a hot topic within a day or two days or three days you know you can have your position out on the street about that and from a Krishna conscious point of view or whatever it is when there's a tsunami or when they there's somebody's running for president or you know Bob Dylan dies or whatever it is um, you can have a pamphlet on the on the topic and be very relevant without having you know to be six months or a year in production you, you can be days I recently visited the small temple in Las Vegas and uh, they had a very nice display when you come inside the, the temple door of brochures. Mm. They had like a, on the wall a, a group of, just like if you go to a hotel and there's tourist brochures mm-hmm. that you can take a selection. Do I want to go see the parrot jungle or something like that? Mm. This was just a bunch of, you know, something on vegetarianism and something on reincarnation and something, you know, like a whole sort of... Uh, Some years ago, Mukundamarj got together a whole batch of pamphlets um, so that that uh, initiative could be revived. Lots could be done. I remember that you mentioned that that uh, there were there were at least ten or twenty t- topics you could choose from. It never caught on, though. Hmm. I think because no one saw your presentation. <laughs> But I'd like to start a pamphlet division. We'll just have to make a, a concerted effort, and I, I think it would really complement all our programs. For instance, whenever we go out in public, there's a, a way that everyone gets something. Mm-hmm. Last night, I saw that uh, your son, Bali, was uh, making sure everyone got something. Your, both of your sons, I think, were distributing pamphlets to everybody. And we should have somebody uh, on each side of the street, you know, making sure that everyone gets it. And what we started in Rathiatra a few years ago, uh, which had never been done before, amazingly, was distributing to the crowd a pamphlet which explains what the Rathiatra yeah. is. Because people watch it go by and they just think, well, that's wonderful, but what is it? Mm-hmm. And we, we never took the time to approach that audience that we had paid $150,000 to reach to tell them what it was, and now we are. For instance, in this year in Los Angeles, we'll be distributing 20,000 uh, books along the parade route, and every year we keep increasing the number, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem to, to uh, satisfy the appetite of the crowd. You can demographically target, you know, for, uh, you could have a pamphlet for Indian IT engineers in, in, in Silicon Valley, you know, that speaks specifically to them, you know, goes goes right for, you know, the language and the, the, the concerns and the ideas and the, what what you assume about what they know, what they know. It can be just for them. Or there can be, you can have language, different languages for Chinese people or for Spanish people, for anything. Low cost, immediate effect. And uh, niche marketing. Hold on, the microphone is for you. Back in India, like in a Rathyadra festival, I saw 
a specialized btg magazine with four pages explaining the significance of jagannath rath cart and things like that mm. distributed for say some 5 rupees or something like that mm. and uh, it was like a pamphlet only and every people like took it and mm-hmm. they understood what is mm-hmm. yeah that's a, a attack they've taken with btg in in india they've published uh, a special ratyatra edition they published a, a special ganesh chaturthi edition which you know for bombay was fantastic uh and so on that's been very that's worked very well for them okay yes maraj was shila prop out aware that sometimes books were being given out for free and being thrown away yeah he he was aware of that he generally encouraged not generally he encouraged that you should get something for the book he said otherwise people don't value it but if you if they give a contribution then they say well i paid for it let me see what it is you know since they they've got an investment in the in the book now so all right let me see what it is whereas if they didn't give anything then they can toss it and it's you know people more reluctant to toss something that they they own because they paid for it so probably encouraged us that don't give the books for free um now that doesn't mean you know you meet a sincere person he doesn't have money you can't give him a book because probably said uh that's different but our our distribution should be that we distribute the books and we ask people give something and it may not be, sometimes it may be less than the cost of the book but they should give something that's that was what probably encouraged us to do so um <clears throat> let's just say someone gets a book has no interest in it somehow or another gets the book doesn't give a donation but he he's holding the book and then he goes and throws it away so obviously it's an offense but he's held the book what do you think do you think that person is still making spiritual advancement something you know even if he came in touch with krishna for for a moment he's made some progress and sometimes what happens is that the book that he threw away someone else picks up we've seen that happen lots of times you know so all right you weren't the candidate but the next guy is and he comes and picks up the book and it changes his life actually i want to share the experience we used to distribute books in san jose state university mm. a couple of years ago and the small books the perfection of yoga and spiritual of yoga so prashant prabhu one of our devotee he used to be there also mm-hmm. so he sometimes say you know sometimes i see people are throwing the books so what we do is three devotees one devotee goes and check if there is any books mm-hmm. so they collect that books and all mm-hmm. but we get seen sometime also some students come and oh i got the book i picked up the book and i was really interested mm-hmm. anyway it was there so you know we have to see the 10 percentage of the people will anyway be annoyance and they may throw but at the same time other people also getting benefit yeah. out of it yeah we don't want to become so clogged that we wind up saying you know become like mental about it and then well if i give give it to this person this might happen if i give it to that person that might happen if if these people take it that might happen so better to keep the book in my in my bag <laughs> we want to get the books out in the airports for many years there, because there was always a percentage of people who would leave the books behind 
even after paying for them, that there was a uh, a sub-economy yeah. going on because the janitors and all the workers worked at the airport. They worked for you know a small wage, but they they earned a lot more money by selling books back to us. Mm-hmm. We had a s- standard price of fifty. 50 cents, we'd buy a big book back for 50 cents, which is a big thing for them because they yeah. were getting like four or five dollars an hour. And they'd find, you know, they'd find a, f- a few, we were doing lots and lots of books, so they'd find a few books, they'd bring them back, and it, it would augment their salary. And, and we always, we noticed that they were Krishna conscious. Their whole life was looking for Krishna, and we were remembering. <laughs> <laughs> we remembered the. <laughs> The prayers of the six Goswamis where the, the Goswamis are saying, where's Krishna? Is he on Govardhan? Is he on Bamshibat? And the, the janitors were like that, searching. Is he searching in, the, in the telephone booth? Is he <laughs> <laughs> where is Krishna now? So there, there's always, a, you know, there's no a case where the book doesn't have a good effect. Mm. It, it's transcendental. It's Krishna. And he has his own agenda. He has his plan. He knows. And regarding the, you know, the just w- yes. on that same point, sometimes we had some really big court cases, and Prabhupada's instruction was that we should enter our books into evidence. <laughs> and he considered, you know, very important that the books should be entered into evidence, and that the we should ask the judge to read the books. You know, what is our movement? So the books should be there. Whenever we did that, we won. <laughs> <laughs> yes, counselor. I have read opinions, federal court opinions, where it was evident that the judge did read the books and started describing what Sankirtan means and, and, <laughs> and because there were also not just books entered, but also, you know, learned professors would come and, exp- mm-hmm. and give testimony that this is an authorized movement and it's not just some new cult, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. and, the prof- and the judges became quite educated about it. Yeah. You started to say something. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that you shouldn't teach this to people who aren't devoted or austere. Mm. And I consider it that if they give a donation, it's an austerity. Uh-huh. And if they pay attention, at least, that's, that's also paying something, even if they don't have money. Mm. Money's just a token mm. for showing that they're devoted or austere. So if they give some money, that's definitely an austerity for any, anybody in this world. And if they take some time to acknowledge that what you're doing is okay, even if it's a, you know, a nod or something like mm-hmm. that, then that qualifies them rather than unconsciously passing out mm. books that get thrown away. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's whenever I talk. It goes. As we know, everybody has a preliminary qualification. Are you from around here? You are. Great. (laughs) Or you're not. Fantastic. (laughs) But then, yes, when when they take interest, when they hear, when they give a contribution, when they in some way interact in such a way that they come a little bit further. Anything else? We stop here. Do you have any plans for students? In a sense, like when I approach them with a book, or oh, one more pile. One <laughs> more. I mean, when we approach the modern day students, they don't like to read big, big books. So they need something like 
pamphlets and like that? Well, we, as we just said, we want to do pamphlets. We have small books, of course. Um, we'd like to do pamphlets. I think there's scope also for new titles, you know, people writing books that are specifically targeted toward students. I know in India, um, Radhesham Prabhu has written many small books that are specifically from his experience in dealing with with students. They do a lot of programs with students in Pune and, and other places. So he knows what their, you know, he's got their number. And he's uh, written quite a number of, of books specifically targeting students. I think Chaitanya Charan also has written some books on the same line. So um, we're not, we shouldn't be stagnant that this is what we have and this is what we've always had and this is what we always will have. We always probably said, strain your brain. That was a Prabhupada uh, locution. You strain your brain how to spread Krishna consciousness. Uh, so there can always be new publications also, just like this intelligent design book, Rethinking Darwin, you know, so how to spread Krishna consciousness to a different audience to, in a different way. For As you say, they need something small or they want something bigger. In, in, in Maharashtra, we found we were publishing a magazine with you know a lot of pictures and color, and we got the feedback. We, we don't care that much about the color. We don't care that much about the pictures. We want more to read. So that's what we did. We, it gave them more to read. Find out about your audience. You're in tune with, with your customers. What's the name of the magazine? Back to Godhead. Mm -hmm. It's actually uh, Jao Devachi Agawa. For the Marathi edition. Any Maharashtrians here? Okay. Good title, right? Yeah. From Tukaram, I think. Yes. <laughs> Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. <laughs> yeah, even uh, my mother tongue is Marathi, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Maharaj was looking for Marathi. <laughs> Did you show some book, Maharaj? Um, I'm sorry? In, the, in, uh, in Marathi translation, did you show some book? I didn't, no. Oh, okay, okay. But we have lots of books to show. Um, most of Prabhupada's books are uh, available in, in Marathi. Yes. So I, I somehow didn't, forgot to bring Marathi books with me today, but, but there are a lot. Thank you. And, and Back to Godhead in, in Marathi, very regularly published. India itself has lots of languages. Would you be willing to um, recite and speak on the Bhagavatam at this point? Sure. Okay. Could somebody bring Maharaj the... Oh, he has the Bhagavatam. And Akuranathpur, is it the... Is it the third verse in the yes. chapter of Vidura Leaves Home? Yes, third verse. 